0: buying and selling real estate. It can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports real estate show on 6:10 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running and Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. Our last show of the year, Mr. Callagher, how are you doing?
1: Well, last
0: show of the year, first show of the new year. Right. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. We're recording it on the last day of the year, but it'll be off of the first day of the year.
1: Yeah, so happy new year to everybody. And, uh, wow, Jim, what a, what a year of real estate it was here. Locally, nationally, in, in the, uh, the real estate market, we went through some stuff that... Uh, Boy, who could have who could have seen what was that? How things were going to happen here? You know, as we got into March and the coronavirus, everything took hold and everything. But what a wild year for real estate and how it ended up here locally is just phenomenal. You know, and I and I think in a lot of communities across the country, the real estate market ended up being boom, a boom. Yeah, it was a booming market. You know, I think we got off to a really slow start. Uh, you know, but once we have got through that June 1, you know, uh, deadline of, 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 I know in our state, Minnesota, of letting things open up again, it just exploded and it's been solid ever since. And, uh, I, you know, the winter has certainly slowed down a little bit, but boy, oh boy, for the time of year that we're in, it's, it's, it's shaping up to be an active year.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you the biggest surprise of the year for me. And that was simply that when the coronavirus hit and all these places started to shut down and they they stopped travel from overseas. And, I mean, it was like, I, I just, I swear to God, we were going to, you know, have a horrible year. Yeah,
1: that, was, I, that was, I agree with you.
0: That's exactly what I thought. I never thought we would be anywhere near setting records like there has been all over the country actually you know in terms of well
1: it's been been a different year and it's been um, you know one of the things you know with the face masks and the you know the coverings and all that type of stuff that I I found really um, you know uh, interesting I guess is you know if we got asked to go out and do a market analysis uh, on a a property the um, you know, people are showing up at the front door in their masks. Yeah. And, you know, you'd go in your house, you'd have your masks on. and uh, I have, But I also found that, you know, with, with wearing a mask when you're in the house, I don't know about you, but I, you would listen to people talk, and there were some people that would talk and do this with masks, and they would start gasping for breath. Right. They would just start gasping. You could hear it. And, uh, and there, there were times when I was in the house, especially as we got into the summer, where it was hot. And, you know, I'm in there and you start, you can feel your temperature going up, you can feel yourself perspiring, and it, it gets to the point where it's like I could feel my forehead perspiring, and there were times where I just had to say to people, hey, I got to take this mask down, I got I to, gotta, I can't breathe. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's a little unusual that way, but uh, everybody was really cool about it, I thought, and uh, it wasn't really, really too problematic.
0: Well, and the, the biggest thing to me still with wearing the mask is, you know, when you double down and you have glasses, I mean, you know, there's so many times that, you know, everything just fogs up and it just makes it difficult. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of fancy masks out there. That's for sure, isn't there?
1: Well, there really are. And and what a uh, what an industry that has become. They're, they're all over the place, I'm. I'm actually looking for one right now because there's, you know, they're going to let, let the kids start doing their activities again and, and, starting next week and they, but they have to wear the masks. And so I'm just looking for a mask for my, our 13 year old. And, uh, uh, I'm just looking for one that has kind of a screen in the front to wear. Cause I don't really want him playing where he's gasping for breath cause they're running it's indoor soccer and it's, it's high intensity stuff. And so if they've got something with a little bit of airflow that you can get through there. I'm, I'm looking for one. So okay. if you know of anything,
0: <laughs> well, I bought a couple of them over at a business in Superior called Screen Graphics. Um, a friend of mine owned that. He 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 sold out, I think, to a bigger company. But they make these custom. Um, what do you call them? They're the Gators. That's what it is. Those are the ones that I liked. Was the Gators. So that's that's where I went. But you can find them anywhere. I actually one of the best one of the best Gators I got uh, that I bought. I should say. Oh, uh, I actually Debbie bought it. Was at Menards. Um, that still was my favorite one, and I lost that thing. And I don't have anything that fits me as comfortably or as natural as that one. I've never been able to find another one like it. So, yeah, there. It, it, I think it's everybody's personal preference, but you know, you know, mask lingo is out there. I mean, there's so many different kinds now. Um, it's kind of nutty. So, so you know I've got some predictions here that I that I looked up on the internet and I know you do too but you want to hear my biggest prediction for the twin ports yeah because of coronavirus is coronavirus for the real estate market um, for everybody's equity out there um, that owns a home or is going to own a home <laughs> I think your position because of the coronavirus has greatly improved. Um, mainly because everybody had to learn, all these companies had to learn how to work from home, and they don't want to go back to it. That's actually one of the predictions, and one of the one of the ones that I pulled up. But I think it's going to really be a, a, a boom for the twin ports because now people can live where they want to, not where they have to. So, well,
1: I think you're right. I think, and I agree with that. And you know, we've been talking about that quite a bit here this year. And uh, uh, I think that that you're going to see some of that going on. And, and quite frankly, I, you know, I think you're seeing that, uh, that migration happen. I think some of these Southern states are, are, are experiencing a, a boomtown and, and some of the coastal areas. Uh, and I know I've got, I got some, some, um, uh, friends that live down in, in not live, but they have, uh, properties down in Texas, Southern Texas. Yeah. Uh, and, um, the uh, the prices of these things and the activity on them are just exploding. And so, and, and they kind of reiterate the same thing, is that they're seeing a lot of people from California, um, you know, move into Texas. And, and I think you're seeing that in Arizona, New Mexico. So I, I, I think you're seeing a lot of that already happening. And yeah, I agree with you. This working from remote areas where the bricks and mortar are, are, I think it's going to be a big boom, and I think uh, hopefully the Twin Ports up here, Jim, that we can, you know, we can cash in on some of that because we've lost a lot of jobs up here this past year, right. and uh, it'd be nice to replace them and, and people moving here for all the natural uh, beauty that we have up here and, and the water, the the, the lakes and, and all that. I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, um, I think it has the potential to, to happen up in this area.
0: Oh, I totally agree, you know, and especially when you look at, you know, what, what, when we first talked about it, um, was I don't know if I'd call it crazy, but it was such a weird article when we were talking about Duluth being named the the best place to relocate to in the United States due to global warming. If you were, you know, if that's a big concern for you, um, you know, I, I just think some of that stuff just rolls and and it does have an impact on what people are thinking when they're looking to uh, relocate and. If somebody wants four seasons, well, we've got four seasons. I, I would tell you that they're not all equally dispersed. <laughs> it seems like winter's a little bit longer than the rest. Um, well but, we don't
1: we don't have a spring up here.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> we do, <laughs> we but sometimes it doesn't it doesn't finish until the end of June. Um, yeah, I mean it and I would say that a lot of times, you know, we have fall and the colors, but as far as the weather goes, it's like a switch being turned off. You know, it's it's seventy degrees, and then the next week it's in the forties, and it, you know, one of those days it doesn't come back. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm 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 hoping for a for a really nice spring this year that will come in without, um, you know, a huge <laughs> period of cold, so it never really warms up. A lot of water, um, and you know, I mean, man, there's been some Junes here that have been brutal. Um, so i'm hoping that we have uh you know one of those kind of years where everything started off really nice early in the spring and we have a good long summer so
1: well, we had a nice summer this summer there we was certainly a, was did best summer. one ever i think and uh you know we're down we we took a, a beating on the amount of precipitation that right. we had you know locally here but but we needed that break because the past few years it had you know, the the water, the precipitation had been just massive. And what had happened with these uh, lake levels is just was unprecedented. And uh, what it did to the um, uh, the erosion along some of these uh, uh, shoreland properties is just uh, – it, it, I was happy to see it. Yes, we need water. Yes, we need rain and all that stuff. But, boy, we had to get back to, uh, you know, letting this stuff recede a little bit and, and protect some of these shorelines.
0: You know, I think one of the biggest stories – in the past five years, has been you know the the destruction of the Lake walk, you know, over over some of these big storms.
1: I agree with you. you I, I think it's big, and what they've done down there this year is un, it's
0: unbelievable. Well, they have to do something oh, to they... fix it all the way. I mean, you know, you can't just keep suffering these setbacks like that because it's just going to. You fix it right, and, and then it's it you know maybe you won't have as much damage, um, and, and everything will be you know it'll hold up better. But it, it's certainly something that now that it's in there. We gotta fix it, right? I mean, it's such a big tourist attraction. Um, well, they
1: did fix it. I mean, I know that's know, what I mean. This summer, so, down in front of the uh, uh, all the hotels down there, right. and then along up the lake walk. I mean, they, it was a massive project this summer. It you was. know. and uh, uh, to see what they've done down there is—it is, uh, should definitely hold the water back now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was walking by there. Um, constantly this summer, you know, I, I love to walk down. That's like one of my favorite places in the world to walk is right is right over in Canal Park and um, up that lake walk. And yeah, you could watch the progress. I mean, there's a lot of work, a lot of work and um, very, very, very good results. All right, Gary, look, at, we're coming up on our first break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we're going to come right back and talk about some predictions for 2021. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. First show of 2021, although it's the last show we're recording in 2020 <laughs> on Friday. Hey,
1: Jim, I want to I want to remind our listeners yes. too. Every you know every year, you know, in the next week or so of our shows, we're going to do our annual statistics. Right. And uh, I've done some of them already, and really interesting stuff. Uh, when you look at the comparison from this year 2020 to last year 2019 so uh folks we'll hope you are tune in here in the next week or so uh and listen to our annual yeah. statistics show where we'll run down all of our neighborhoods and uh tell you how the dynamics work and who's what neighborhood sold the most houses what was the highest priced neighborhood all that type of stuff and uh and this is going to be one of the last years we're able to do that because they're we're changing our uh, some of our uh uh, areas yeah. in our MLs issue
0: yep so it's not going to be as cut and dried as it was um, you know some of our area well the Duluth the areas are just kind of changing um, but yeah the other ones will'll we'll just kind of have to map them out ourselves I guess if we want to but yeah all right so here i I've got um, so in in real estate there are there are um, statistics respected companies out there I think one of the biggest information companies for realtors is one called Inman and I think you would agree yep. yep it's I-N-M-A-N and you actually you can read some of the articles there but if you subscribe then you can get really into it but it's more for the business it's more for the realtors and the brokers to read to kind of figure out what's going on and one of the uh, co-founders name is uh, Brad Inman and he's got his 21 predictions for 21, and um, they're very interesting. There's a couple of them that um, surprised me, and a couple of them that you know I never even thought of. You know, so I'm just gonna go. And he's got them in no order, but he goes, "Here's number one." So here's what it says. So Keller Williams. Now Keller Williams has been in the in the Twin Ports um, for a few years now, but for a long time they weren't here, right, um, in the Twin Ports. And they're actually one of the largest. Um, in terms of agents, maybe they are the largest um, real estate company in the United States as far as number of agents. But here it says, um, it says, Kelly Williams will launch a new program to recruit realtors, doubling down on agent growth. It will stop overplaying its technology hand, coming to grips with the fact that its biggest competitors are not tech firms, but fast-growing brokerages like EXP, Compass, and Redfin. Now, I think people around here probably aren't familiar with those three names, but you and I certainly are.
1: Well, Keller Williams just broke into the market here up here, and
0: uh,
1: haven't really gained a foothold at this point. But um, yeah, there's some really really good agents
0: there, that's for sure. Um, But you know, they're saying so. Like when we work for Remax, um, you and I are agents, but there are other people in this company of course, that their job is to grow the company and maybe, you know, increase the agents that work here. So there's, there's a lot of recruiting going on. Um, so, you know, companies try to try to get good agents to out of other companies and, and sort of um, get them to work for them. But so anyway, here, here, here was one of the ones that I never saw coming. Number 2 prediction, the International Outer Space Treaty of 1967 will be amended so people can acquire land on the moon and Mars. <laughs> there
1: we go. <laughs> and somebody had to do it.
0: I thought that was funny. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Are you going to buy you're going to buy a 40-acre spot on Mars, Gary?
1: Well, I'm going to wait till the first person drills a well and puts a septic system in, and then we'll figure it out, you know, from there. But uh, uh, I don't think I'll be first in line for that.
0: Yeah. one. I, I, I don't think I'm going to Mars or the Moon. That's okay with me. All right, number three. This is more of a serious one. Interest rates will remain depressed, keeping housing the housing market hot through the remainder of next year. Consequently, public traded real estate company valuations. Will continue to rise, creating more real estate billionaires.
1: Well, I listen. I mean, we've got some. You're talking about uh, these the millennials and the Generation Z uh, age groups, and and believe this or not, the 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 oldest millennials will turn 40 in 2021. Yeah, and so this is by far the biggest. Uh, group of population group in terms of numbers uh ever and so you know when you compare it to the baby boomers who people talked about for, for how, how many decades you know and right. they, they were around 70 million you know and these these uh millennials are 120 million strong you know when you group them with the generation z and so these these consumers are as they come of age yeah Listen, they're going to fuel this housing market for the years to come. I believe. Yeah,
0: I believe and, so And uh, I
1: think those interest rates are going to like stay stable. I've seen predictions that they're going to be a you know uh, three to three and a half percent by the end of next year, by the end of this year, twenty twenty one. And so, um, I I just I, when I look at this, Jim, and I and I compare this to the run up <laughs> of, of the two thousands before we got into the housing recession. I think there's a really big difference that will allow this particular housing market to sustain itself that we didn't have that first go around in the early 2000s. And, and, and I believe that, that to be the banking regulations <coughs> the regulations that exist within the banking industry, the lending industry are much more uh, strict and regulated now than they were, uh, you know, in the late nineties and the early two thousands when the, when the, uh, Uh, The housing market was just took off, but we all know what happened. Right. Uh, And I just, I don't think we're going to go backwards on this housing market. And, and I think as we were in that boom in the early two thousands, you, you had people talking and you know, that housing was always the American dream and, and everybody has to have a shelter, whether it be ownership or rental. And, and so the pace that they're, they've been building rental properties here recently uh, and the uh, and, uh, with the housing market everybody's always going to need housing so I think we're in a really good situation now with the with the uh, banking industry that allows people to stay within their means and I think that will continue to stabilize the housing market for for the foreseeable future
0: right um okay here's number five and again these are these are kind of real estate agent kind of insiders in the industry it says by the end of the first quarter of 2021 Compass that's another another kind of a new player Compass will go public via a special purpose acquisition company its stock will spike then settle down but the company will rake in a horde of fresh capital to grow market share here and expand globally and I have read quite a bit about Compass and uh, they, they are a very aggressive company explain uh, what that is What's that? Explain what Compass is. Well, Compass Compass was the real estate company that said we are going to be like the first virtual real estate office and we are going to be the technology leaders um and they have some some pretty decent programs from what I read about um and they're very like like when I go to Florida there are Compass offices all over the place down there. And they've changed their business model. I, I don't know. I, maybe they're six years old, seven years old. They've changed their business model at least once. Um, and I don't believe they're selling franchises anymore. I think everything is kind of corporately owned, and um, and they don't. And maybe they sell areas, um, but they 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 don't seem to have. I mean, I've seen Compass real estate offices pretty close to each other, so I don't know if they have any geographic boundaries or anything, or if you're like a like a Starbucks, you can open you can open a Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks. So it'll be yet to be seen what goes on. But um, Compass was a real estate company. I can't think of who it was that started it, but they were a company that was started by somebody that made their money in the technology field. So they they sort of had that kind of as a jump. And remember, the first one was saying that Keller Williams is stop going to overplay its technology hand. I think the reason is because some of these other companies. Um, are really pretty good at um, what they've developed and what they use, and and it's very interesting. Um, remember, we used to use a um, a database management company as as Remax Results, um, and we stopped using that because that company was purchased by Compass. I don't know if you remember that, but so no, uh-huh. they're, they're, these real estate companies are also acquiring other companies that support their businesses rather than rewrite the book on it. So it's, it's kind of interesting. All right, now here's number six, Gary. This is the one we've been talking about for a while. The day-old question, where do I live, will enter a new dimension this coming year. The freedom to work anywhere will dissolve state, regional, and global boundaries as we knew them, undoing centuries of rigid home-to-work patterns. Community identities, family connections, and transportation networks will be reshaped because of this. How can you argue with any of that?
1: I you can't. I mean, I think it's it's on the money. I think we've been talking about it. We, I think it's going to happen. And yep. it, it, I think the only thing that remains to be seen is what kind of shape it takes. Yep. Where are people going? You know what what areas are going to experience you know most of the uh, uh,
0: the growth. Well, it's it's talking uh, number seven kind of talks about that. But I I still think that the twin ports is going to be one of the gains. You know, I mean, we're probably not going to get as much roll as some of these other ones that are mentioned next. But I think the Twin Ports is, is really safe. And I think property values are going to be safely appreciating. But here's number seven. Florida, Texas, and Nevada will be the biggest beneficiaries of the great geographic reshuffling. People are seeking lower cost areas with no state income taxes and locations where, in some cases, their like-minded political tribes live. That's an, that's an interesting Sentence right there. Regional economic power centers like New York and California will lose their clout to a distributed workforce and to low-tax states. Totally on the money. We're seeing that already. You know, I mean, New York, New York, probably mostly because when COVID hit, it was like you're you're in the, you're in a beehive, you know, and they so many people got it so bad. Um, they're still kind of reeling from that. So.
1: Well, I think one of the things you said there is a, is a big issue and, and I I've, I've heard this more and more like when we get people that are moving in in here from out of area one of the one of the concerns that's that I would say half of the people that are coming here that have never lived here is and one of the first questions are what's your state wage tax? Yeah. And people look at this stuff and you know the the larger the wage tax the uh uh, the more money that that they take from you, and so uh, it, it, it's just it, it's a fact of life. A lot of states have the wage tax. Minnesota is certainly not one of the biggest, highest ones, but but they're up there, and um, uh, and so yeah, I think that's a big yeah. big factor for people, you know, especially if you start making if you're making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, you know, and you have a ten percent state wage tax, <laughs> that's, that's a yep. big hit on your income.
0: It is, and you know, and you think about. I mean, I don't know about Texas, but I know Florida, and Nevada have no income tax. No, you know, and there's a lot of people that were, you know, I mean, obviously Florida has been one of the biggest retirement communities around, and, I, and, and there are states around, and I and I believe that has to weigh into it heavily. So, all right, let's see. We got number eight of twenty-one. Um, I don't know this guy, but it says one of the richest men in residential real estate with an estimated net worth of one point six billion eXp founder Glenn Sanford will announce new, a new personal initiative maybe around virtual medical services. So that's really got very little to do with real estate, but it shows you that um, that company obviously is making money and he's going to be doing other things. Number nine, remember a guy by the name of uh, Warren Buffett? Yes. Says Berkshire Hathaway will do what it did this year: make no hyperbolic announcements, create no drama, execute well, and make money. I guess that's enough said there. Um, here's an interesting one for us: Zillow will flirt with moving even further upstream in the transaction. The company will put its toe in the building, home-building market, acquiring or partnering with a modular, modular housing manufacturer. That's interesting because Minnesota and Wisconsin, there are several mod- modular housing companies here, both states. So, it's interesting.
1: well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what Zillow do- does. Yep. I mean, I think we all in the real estate industry have our opinions on Zillow, and some of them are pretty low right now. And uh, and so if they if they don't up their game and change some of their, uh, the way they do things. Um, especially when it comes to data. Um, boy, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't use Zillow.
0: No, I don't either. You
1: know, like, like we certainly like we're used to. And, uh, uh, and so we'll have to see you know what they do, but they've got to, they got to change something because they're not doing a good job with, uh, customer service and with, uh, all the information that they have. It's just, uh, uh, very difficult.
0: Well, here, here, here's the next one is kind of, um, maybe talking to that. It says the Zillowization of real estate branding has devalued big franchise brands. So it says Realty will roll out flexible brands after testing it successful powered by ERA, which is the new franchise model to emphasize services, tech tools, expansion financing and allowing an affiliate to tout its local company name absent the franchise brand tag. So you can be a local, you know, um, Twin Ports real estate company whatever, right? And you can buy into their their brand and you know your company is powered by the franchise but you keep your own name. I thought that was very interesting. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, and, and here's why. I think we as people are bombarded with branding, and yeah. I, I, you know, and I, I'm going to use McDonald's. I'm going to use Burger King. I'll use Coca-Cola versus Pepsi, and and we're bombarded with this stuff and the brands. And some people have a certain level, and I think this is, a, you know, a good portion of the marketplace. They have a comfort level. With brand branding and brand names. And I'm going to, I'll use Remax in real estate, for example. It's by far the most widely known, uh, real estate brand in the world. Uh, I think Coldwell Banker comes, comes in, you know, at a distant second, but people are comfortable with branding and they like that. It's comfortable to them. And I'm going to go back a few years ago before, you know, we were a Remax and, you know, my wife and I, had our own independent company calendar realty and there was a time where i had some clients and they wanted to list their house i had sold it to them and they called me up and they said gary they said you know we want to we want to sell our house and uh, you know we know you you have your own company and everything but but we want to go with a brand name yeah we wanna, and they wanted they wanted to go with the remax at the time right and and so they have this. I, I think the market you're always going to have that comfort level, Jim, uh, that people have with brands. I don't care what it is. Yep. Consumers like brands. They, they, they they're bombarded with this stuff, and so they're going to use it. And so I don't think you're ever going to get a uh, uh, you know an individual that that you know because they got the backing of some new technology. I don't think they're ever going to replace a brand name. Yep. Yeah, I think that you could get a new brand that comes online, but I think the brands are here to stay and. Uh, I think, uh, you know, technology when it comes to real estate, we've been dealing with this forever. Ever, something is always changing in it, but always also some things stay the same. Yep. All
0: right, Gary, so we're, we're, think, we are, we're on a hard break right now. So, folks, we'll be right back and finish up this list. Um, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show and hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running, Gary Callagher from REMAX Results. Gary, we haven't given out our phone number yet, so why don't you go ahead. Folks, you can
1: reach me
0: at 218-390-0615. And my phone number is 218-348-7653. All right, so we're on to the number next here, number 11. Um, And this is the predictions by a gentleman by the name of Brad Inman. Um, who uh, runs a company that advises the real estate industry on what's going on, and they they pay attention to everything that's going on. Number 11 in his predictions. As public and private debt grows, inflation will raise its ugly head. It will add fever to the housing market as houses offer a cost-of-living hedge. But higher prices for goods and services will put a pinch on consumer budgets, and housing affordability will worsen. That's an that's an interesting one.
1: Well, I, I I you're hearing that word inflation. It's starting to creep yep. into, you know, mainstream again. So,
0: I mean, we're the, the national debt is so high that it's gotta it's just gotta have an effect on on inflation for sure. All right, number twelve. Here's about us. The Godfather of real estate. I'm sorry. The Godfather of realtor office innovation forty seven years ago. REMAX seems primed to do something bold. My guess it will launch a natural a national virtual brokerage to compete with EXP. It could partner with WeWork for an agent community building and offer teams discounted access. The initiative could be a breakout success and hasten the decline of the old brokerage model. Wow.
1: Well, well, listen. I, I, you know, we both know that over the past several years, Remax has been acquiring a lot of artificial intelligence yeah. companies, and I wouldn't say a lot of them, but this, some of the, the more notable ones and data uh, companies. Uh, they've been they've been buying these companies up, and they own the rights to them now, and so they're positioning themselves for that type of a, of a, um, you know new Uh, idea and I it certainly wouldn't surprise me and I've you know we've both been saying here for the last couple of years that technology when it happens and and how it's going to look and shape the real estate market um, you know Remax is always going to be at the forefront of that Um, and and so yeah that doesn't surprise me I think that that, uh, that's
0: exciting All right, 13 in a me- and this one we can skip by but in a media merger the texas-based housing wire will acquire new york based real deal i don't know what real deal is i know what housing wire is but anyway um number 14 this is an interesting one hud will be pushed to increase the penalties for fair housing violations currently they stand at twenty one thousand four hundred dollars for the first incident and fifty-three thousand five hundred and twenty-four for the next transgression that occurs within five years of the first violation. They are adjusted annually for inflation, but deserve an overall re-examination. So, fair housing—I, you know, all this time I was thinking that a fair housing violation was was ten thousand dollars. Apparently, it's gone up, or it's been more than that. You know, I mean, we don't have any fair housing violations that I've ever heard of Um, in our company or really around here where somebody's been fined like that. Um, But, yeah, I think with everything that's happened socially over 2020 is also going to be, you know, a a reason for that happening. Okay, and so it says, uh, next one, coming soon listings will become a relic of the last decade. Transparency, open markets, and Full disclosure will win in the end. So what do you think he's saying there? I kind of think that what they're saying is, is you know, there's so many things out there that uh, that you can market a property on and that people are crying for transparency and fairness in real estate. You know, so if you list a property, you put it in a multiple listing service, you know, I mean, so you could get more buyers to serve your company, your client, I mean. And I think that's kind of what they're talking about that, you know, it's going to even be more open, more consumer-friendly. Well,
1: I, I I hear what they're saying, and I think there's a certain amount of that, especially in these wild markets that we've been dealing with where people, you know, they, they have a listing and, and you run it through your office and, you know, it never hits the market, you know, because somebody sells it. But I also think that when we deal with sellers – You know, we have we can we have to communicate with them, and some sellers, they don't. They would prefer it if their house didn't go on the market and they didn't have to have traffic through there, especially in this pandemic year. And there were a couple instances this year where I was able to sell my own listings, and you know they didn't go to market. And so I think I think the sellers have to, as always, dictate what it is they want and how they want it. But I think we also have to explain to them too. Like, listen. You know, you could be foregoing multiple offers. You know, you have to let them know that and let them yeah. make the decisions.
0: I agree with you I, I 100% that some some of them just say, oh, yeah, no, let's be done. Because I, mean, yeah. I, always, I always preface when I'm listing a house, like, oh, look, I go, look, I don't know how else to say this other than selling your house can be a real pain in the butt. You know, and that's just what it is. I mean, there's a lot going on when you have your house on the market you're, it, it's like the insides of you are opened up to everybody to look and to judge and to things. And that's very emotional and very hard for a lot of people to understand um, you know when they feel that. So I, I totally agree with that. All right, so it says um, number 16, company acquisitions will rock the industry. Um, I could see CoStar acquiring Lending Tree or Zillow gobbling up open door. More likely, are Black Knight, Lone Wolf, and Constellation buying up more software companies? So, kind of just what you were talking about um, earlier when you know you were talking about Remax buying up all these different technology companies or technology. You know, I think this is the, I think this is the uh, the way it's going to go. And my personally, because we've read about this before, I think that CoStar is they have more money than a lot of other real estate companies. And they're basically commercial, but they have billions of dollars. If they wanted to come in and buy a residential real estate company, they could certainly do it tomorrow. So, it'll be interesting. I think he's right there. I think there are going to be acquisitions and mergers and all kinds of stuff going on. So, because it seems like the biggest is the one, you know, that, um, that, that wins in the end. I mean, just look at the cell phone um, mergers that happened this last year. I mean, it's crazy. So... Any comments on that?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, Remax require, acquired this company last year, and I think, I forget what the name of it was. I, I, I bought it, I, I paid the money for it just to see how it was, and uh, uh, it was dealing with artificial intelligence. Yeah. And you, you put your contact list into this thing, and this thing was able to tell by uh, people's search, the, the way that they search things, whether or not they were going to be buying a house or selling yeah.
0: a house. Yep, I know what you're
1: and All of a sudden, I'd get a text, you know, make this contact uh, is, you know, looking to sell their house. I'm like, well, how the hell did it know that? Yeah. And exactly. And so I I think these artificial intelligence uh, companies that are out there when it comes to real estate, I think they're going to be huge. And uh, if agents uh, that are hungry and and go getters want to deal with this stuff, yeah, I think
0: this is big stuff. All right, so we got a couple more to get through, and we only got three more minutes on this segment. 17, nursing homes will die. The post-pandemic and senior housing market will undergo a radical transformation as congregate care goes out of style. Seniors will find alternatives, including staying put as new technologies facilitate safer and better in-home care. I, I, I agree. Really I
1: think that's a great thing.
0: I think, yeah, and I, th- I can't argue with it. 18. Insurance premiums will spike because of the proliferation of climate disasters. The National Association of Realtors will get behind a federal effort to protect consumers from price gouging. Home buyers will be more at risk or more averse about where and what they buy. They will begin to expect their agents to have answers about the local impacts from climate change. Wild. 19. Wow, just so we can get through them. Real estate industry lawsuits will proliferate and some will be resolved with staggering financial settlements. The litigation will spawn a new age of consumer transparency. And when the public gets access to all the local MLS data fields, the department of justice justice will not retreat from its legal flight fight Jesus, with NAR, though the Biden administration may be more conciliatory because of the powerful trade groups, political influence. So, yeah, they, they want us to be more open than we already are. And I, I, I guess I'm kind of lost on how we're not open enough, but okay. And then 20 and 21 are pretty easy. 20, smart, focused, and hardworking realtors will prosper next year. Amen, Gary. There's hope for us. And then uh, 21 is my favorite one. 2021 will be boring compared to 2020, and no one will complain. <laughs> Don't you think? I think that's that's awesome. Good way to stop it. It's going to be boring. All right, Gary, final thoughts on that list, and we've got to take a break. Well, I think it's
1: it's good to hear. Pretty I, good I like list. to save those lists so uh, and then compare them as we get into the year, but uh, interesting stuff for sure.
0: I posted that on Facebook because you could repost it, and I've shared it with many many of my clients already um, via email, and I, I just find it very interesting. A lot of those points are very interesting and very Pointed at um, you and I and the Twin Ports, in my opinion. You know, especially the, the leaving of California and the leaving of New York, um, you know, these bigger areas are kind of going to be suffering a little bit. All right, Gary, yep. we got to take our break. Folks, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. I dominated here right now, so Gary. Sorry. So, But Gary wants to get some local predictions out and go ahead.
1: Jim, one of the big things I think you're going to see locally here as far as the prediction goes is I think you're going to see the St. Louis River Corridor uh, really start to rise. Uh, you know, they started the cleanup up over, over the, the old the USS Steel plant over there and uh, the cleaning up of that river. Uh, they've got a new uh, 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 development going in out there, that Riverside West right. project that's going in and being developed. So I think you're going to see uh, the uh, western part of that St. Louis River Corridor really start to take... Uh, action, And then the other thing is, if you noticed over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of housing out there um, right off of Grand and about 90th West somewhere. Just, you know, as you go past the, uh, the zoo and the Smithville Riverside area, there, there's a new uh, uh, there was a new apartment complex. And you go right into Morgan Park where the old uh, high school was. And my gosh, if you've been out there recently, look, they've got. They built all of these these properties out there, these these rental properties, and it's just unbelievable. So I think you're going to see a rise in the western part of Duluth, and I think that St. Louis River corridor is going to be an exciting place for people to to at least consider living. You know, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how this Riverside West project uh, evolves and develops. But we'll be keeping an eye on that for you and uh, uh, see what happens
0: with that. And I agree. And then- I think that's a great area. I mean, when you consider. You know, the trails out there and the different things that you can do, the, the river right there. I mean, you know, the access to it. it it's it,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. It's just unbelievable, that river area out there. Yeah. Uh, and then one other thing here, and if we're running out of time, let me know. Jim, I had a first this year. I yeah. you know, selling real estate for over 30 years now. I did a showing the other night, and I saw what they call a living roof on a house. Oh, yeah. And it, it, this, it wasn't the house. It was actually a, a part of a little thing that they built called the Stuga. A, it's, it's a Swedish uh, type of a, a, a dwelling. i just a little hut, but it had a living roof. It had trees growing out of it. It had grass. It had all this stuff, and they call it a living roof. And I'm just—I actually took a picture of this thing because I'd never seen one of those.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than like they've had them, they have them in a couple of university buildings. Um, but yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, Gary, we're about done. Um, Happy
1: New Year! Yep. And thanks for listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show again all year and. Uh, We'll keep it up here as we get into 2021.
0: Yeah, we'll keep doing it as long as they let us. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and have a great 2021, and goodbye 2020.